Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast episode 68, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. Uh, Tone is here to join Luke. <laughs> um, and this week, I'm, I've, just, I've, just, I've just stormed into your house. I've just barreled in. I'm riding the wave. You are? Of success. Because I just came straight from my work. Where we had an end of month quiz night and my team won. Nice. Uh, First place. T- what was your team name? Uh, Billy and the Parlos. I don't understand the reference. No, you wouldn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is it an ag thing? <laughs> it's, a, it's a, yeah, you could say that. It's oh. a team thing. Okay. Um, do you want to hear some it, of the names it, that were it, thrown out? Was it funny with your colleagues? Did you to get a giggle? Yeah, well, nice. basically we resorted to that as, um, because there were so many ruled out due to obscenity. <laughs> um, nine inch males. That's good. I like that. Um, someone was Googling, obviously, so went where they suggested my drinking team has a quiz problem. <laughs> um, I like it. Fact hunt. Okay. <laughs> um, what else did we have? All sorts, really. Um, but we settled on that one. Um, yeah, because that way we w- weren't... We actually were going to... We had a guy in our team who um, who just kind of was... You know, wasn't part of the people getting people together and was just like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And just sort of turn up on the day. Um which is fine. He didn't need another role than that. But we were hell-bent on having our team name as his phone number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just because we thought it would be yeah. funny. It's like 021. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Literally, we were going to do that. But then um, we all left our work phones on our desks because you, obviously you're not allowed to Google. So yeah, we, yeah. we didn't know his number off, you know, off ah. the top of our heads. <laughs> so we that was like probably that. good. Pretty good. But yeah, one by half a point um everyone pulled their weight i got some absolute stunners in there what are you sort of um sort of heralding our successes and that you contributed to the team like what did you really bring Where did you bring the thunder you want like questions that i got right yeah just something like where maybe you well even just the category maybe just where did you um weirdly music was my strong suit today which as you Uh, know is not my strong suit because you haven't listened to music since 2003 well that that's the thing this was old stuff (laughs) so who wrote the perfect who uh what band had the album um exile on main street do you know that one? I don't. No. See, it's it's before 2003, so, <laughs> so right stick up your, that in your pipe and yeah, smoke it. Right up your alley. Um, took some working through, but um, I found somewhere in the deep, dark chambers of my brain that it was the Rolling Stones. And then the other one, which goes back even further, um, really pre-2003, was who wrote the 1812 Overture. Oh. And I got that one right, too. Who's that? Tchaikovsky very good well that, that is down to the deep dark recesses of your of yeah, your mind yeah um things could like you spell it correctly t-c-h-a-i-k-o-v-s-k-y Jeez. Ding. you're wasted on this <laughs> now we're all on eh? yeah it's really good um so, oh, the other one that probably got us a win was who won the stanley cup and extra point if you know the captain oh you'd get this yeah Colorado Avalanche, Alex Ovechkin. And I think we were the only team that got that one. Could you spell that last name? Yes, I had to actually, because the guy was started to write it and then just handed (laughs) over the thing. So yeah, 
all over it. So I'm just um, on an absolute high. Just barnstorming. It's an absolute high from that. Okay. um, Um, The other thing that occurred to me is, think about this. Balloons, really, are little latex bags of somebody's breath. Mm. Isn't that gross? That is gross. It's kind of gross, right? So if they pop, it's someone's old, stale breath getting into your room. That's why I'm not big on, like, birthday cakes. Why? Because... People blow all over them, and I'm like, no, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, go, don't do that. <laughs> the worst ones is the kids' birthday parties where don't they basically it. spit across yeah. a cake. And I have had hate, <laughs> hate directed at me for not eating a birthday cake at a children's party. And I said, I don't want to get sick. Sorry, I don't want to get a, a cake that's covered in mostly saliva. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of hate, um, we mentioned it uh, before we hit record that maybe we've got a punch, hunch, and brunch for t- mm-hmm. for this week. And it is the person who put this episode in jeopardy. Jeez. Not three hours ago by saying they wanted to come and look at um, the car that you have got for sale. <clears throat> got a car for sale. Yeah. interested. You already said this last week and yep. it still hasn't sold. But someone said they were coming to look and then they didn't return your calls. Did not show. So we almost had to cancel a record because of them. I would like to use my time punch to go back to when they were just about to call you and then punch uh-huh. that person square in the face no oh, thank you for that like that's yeah. a very generous donation mm-hmm. um he i believe it was a he yeah i told my partner his name was wyatt i there's no there's no basis to that <laughs> he still believes he still believes it right now <laughs> So Wyatt could be coming, but he might, be coming. He might not be called Wyatt. Well, it's 6.35pm, so I said come after 6.30. So. Oh, really? So yeah. we could still so get Wyatt him up might, at the door. Yeah, I reckon if Wyatt turns up, we'll get him up here. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other part of that was, you know, we all know how punch, hunch, and brunch works. Famously. Yeah. Um, so probably the the punch, as we know, is Wyatt. to Wyatt. Yep. Who may not be called Wyatt. It's obviously Wyatt. And it's just before they are about to call you. So <laughs> my hunch is that they don't call you and instead they sort of become terrified, maybe start nursing so, a face wound. I check the phone. No, no, nothing from Wyatt. <laughs> Wyatt. Um, it's all quiet from Wyatt. <laughs> and the third part of the third part of Punch Hunch and Brunch is who would you have for brunch? I think I'd choose Alex Ovechkin. Nice. He won me a quiz today. <laughs> it, it did, yeah. Or Have maybe the Rolling Stones, I guess. Uh, or Tchaikovsky. <laughs> <laughs> How many of, the, uh, any of the Rolling Stones did? I don't know. It wasn't in the quiz. <laughs> I would say three, two of them are. Okay. If I was guessing in a quiz. Yeah, if you're guessing in a quiz, yeah. you need to put through. Yeah. So that's the, your, uh, was it the, that round where you get extra points? What's that called? The lightning round. No. The oh, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it's not related to paranormal. <laughs> um, excellent. Is it like a specialty round or something? You choose like your specialty topic. Oh or yeah. Something. See, this was like a as it was um, from about four thirty to six, so it wasn't a full oh. full. It was like two rounds. Was it? But a, they were pretty long rounds, and a, then there was a the the page where they give you like ten pictures, and you've got to say who each person is. Was it at a bar or a pub? Or was I was it? in the. In the cafeteria. <laughs> nice. Good. With beers. With beersies. Mm. Nice. Um, I've got a follow-up to last week. So last week we talked about um, my motoring misfortunes. Yep. Um, so I've been rear-ended by a, a couple of strapping young lads. Uh, yep. In a car. In a car. Driving the car. Motor vehicle accident. Well, late. 
there. Keep going, keep there going. There we go, there. Um, so last Saturday, so the day after the record, I was flying up to... We flew up to uh, Auckland, which is the big smoke city here in little old New Zealand, and was going to get a rental car to head down and look at some vehicles that I purchased, which I ultimately did, which is why this car is for sale. Mm-hmm. And um, as we were backing, as I was backing out of the uh, the garage, my partner fumbled with the uh, garage door remote, and unbeknownst Uh-oh. to me, the garage door came down on top of Golfy McGolface. No way! Mm. Come on, man! It's like, oh. <laughs> Like, just tell them it happened in that same accident. Yeah, it was kind of hard because the aerial was broken off. Like we shark from the aerial was. Broken I saw off you do top. a double take at the aerial when you were showing me around the car. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> so I was in a bit of a foul mood to start the day off mm-hmm. with. Um, but again, like last week, the uh, the Volkswagen is a a tank. And yep. there was like a Sherman tank. There's some. Yes, you, you made that joke before. Yeah, right. <laughs> they didn't there, hear it before. <laughs> no, they didn't. So I apologise for not laughing. Um, okay, I'll pretend I haven't heard it the first time. Sherman tank. <laughs> Good joke. I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'll explain to you later. <laughs> um, yeah, no dents. A couple of scratches. And when I got back, I used the sort of scratch remover stuff and I took it out. But I had smashed the wee scar. We always start off the podcast with such riveting paranormal yeah. chat. <laughs> I had smashed the shark venereal off it, though. Yeah. Uh, which, on Monday off, managed to go to the um, like a auto electrician and get it fixed. So, <laughs> yeah. 80 bucks later, it's fixed. Okay. So, that's good. Um, so, I thought that was the worst part of my driving incidents. Mm-hmm. On the uh, way back from a place called Tiawamutu, where I bought the new car. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> you've been. It's big, big, big ag country there. Big, good for you. Um, just crossed the Inter-Island Ferry and mm-hmm. was driving um, south of a place called Blenheim. Mm-hmm. And, um, Blenheim. Blenheim. And we did an episode in Blenheim. Blenheim. Uh, centred in Blenheim not too long ago about the... Uh, Lady with who was milking her cows and saw a UFO. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Mrs. Morland saw a uh, like a TR3B black wing shaped thing. Ah, uh, that was up north, but I think this was this is Mrs. Morland who saw weird aliens sitting in front of each other, or maybe Russians. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It landed yeah. down in the paddock in and the then paddock took off again. The and she heard it more than saw it. But, yeah, yeah. Um, so leap. So it was like, yep, it was in sort of spooky territory. It was bl- it was pitch black, black at night. Mm-hmm. Um, Racist, go on. <laughs> this isn't a UFO story. It was I pitch it, African American. I wish it was. I wish it was a UFO story. Uh, heading south of Blenheim, came around a corner, and we're just about to come around a corner. A guy coming towards me uh, starts flashing his lights at me. I thought, oh, high beams are off, dick. Yeah. I was starting to get a bit offensive. Offended. Defensive? Uh, uh, defensive. <laughs> Whatever. And um, But he keeps doing it and starts to slow. And I was like, oh, okay, I better slow down. Maybe it's like a cop or something. Mm. And as I come around the corner, there's a van that is flipped on its side, like just then, and is lying Whoa. with like the un- undercart facing out towards me on the Under south carriage. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, like if that guy hadn't been there and flashed his lights on me, I would have got around the corner and just... You know, smash right into this thing. Like I would never have seen it. It wow. stopped in time. Mm. Um, so yeah, I I jump out and the guy behind me is like, he's got like a a work ute which has like a flashing orange light on it. So oh, he yeah. turns around and turns that on to sort of show other cars that there's something up ahead. Yeah. Um, we run over and there's like no noise. We're like yelling out and no one's answering. We're like shit. Jeepers. It's still running. It's like smoke starting to billow from it. Yeah. 
it's like that smell of like fuel and, and like heavy braking we're like shit we're gonna get this guy out so we managed to because the driver's side door was the one lying against the road yeah so we managed to sort of stir this guy and he seemed okay he was bleeding quite a bit but he was Holy um, crap. obviously knocked out so we managed to get him out and by that point someone else had run up and i sort of said have you guys anyone called like the police or anything and like no one had so it's like okay i'll do that now so i called the cops and well called our emergency number they were like uh police ambulance or fire who do you need i'm like um, all of them everyone <laughs> please send everyone <laughs> yeah. and um explained what was happening and what was going on and like the, we're trying to explain where we were and i was like i think we're just about to head through the redwood pass about 15 minutes south of blenheim and the other guy was like no that's not where we are we're near the salt flats we're near the salt flats <laughs> And another person was like, we're not near the salt flats. We went past the salt flats. And started arguing. Oh, no. And I was like, I think I'm right. I, like, I think I'm right. I'll just go on Google Maps. Yep, I'm right. Mm, perfect. <laughs> um, These people don't know where they are. I'm like, ah. <laughs> And um, yeah, then like a nurse turned up and um, she looked at the guy and had said, I had it on speaker the phone at this point. And they were like, okay, he needs an ambulance because he's had a bad head knock and yeah, he's bleeding quite badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I turned, I just sort of got back in the car and moved it north of, or sorry, moved it south of the accident and just sort of like had my hazards on and like flashed some headlights of cars that came towards just to warn them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, then police and everything turned up and I thought, bail. Yeah. Why not bail? So bail. And, um, everyone else was stuck behind. So you dragged the guy out of the van? With another guy, yeah. Oh my God. Not, You're like a freaking hero. I'm not alone. I'm not alone on this, but yeah. You, you mean you were the only one there? Only one there. I turned it. it over. I turned yeah, the vehicle over. You lifted the van. The guy out. Yeah. yeah. Then did mouth to mouth. Yeah. And then did mouth to cheek. Yeah. Well, I found it wasn't his mouth I was doing it at first, too. <laughs> I was like, well, it's a hole, isn't it? Is it- <laughs> Get air in there. <laughs> Like, sir, please, you know, when the police turn up, we'll be arresting you <laughs> for what you did to that unconscious man. That's amazing. Was he unconscious? Uh, at first he was, because there was no noise, and I was like, either he's dead or unconscious. I'm hoping unconscious. Huh. And I'm able to confirm there was no one else in the vehicle, yeah. and it was just him. So, I don't know, he, he might have come did around. Did you the- tuck a business card into his pocket so he can repay you later? <laughs> yeah. He hasn't said thanks yet, <laughs> yeah. dick. Yeah. <laughs> After risking life and limb, but like you know, we like it's trying to get him out, and like there's broken glass everywhere. Yeah. There's like you can't open a door or anything. It's yeah, I know. Mangled. Last time I rescued someone out of a, a burning um, wreck, a burning wreck. That um, yeah, it was kind of it was quite awkward because of the burning glass. Wait, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> That's really impressive. I was like, is this thing gonna explode? Yeah. Like, I'm should like, I be here? I was like, should I be here? Is this going to kill me? Am I going to die? Because mm. like, this is how it ends. I've just like, I just managed to, like, I managed to stop just in time, mm. and um, cause I sh- and I thought I've saved the car, but am I going to die now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Spoiler alert: I didn't die. Yeah. This isn't that sort of paranormal yeah. podcast. So I think it's me and a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been a much better twist than <laughs> the story yeah. I've told. Yeah, that's amazing. Anyway, yeah, that was. Um, so then I was like a bit shaken after that, but yeah, I, just, I, took, I took a moment and then just drove, continued on driving. Drove into the salt flats. <laughs> into the salt flats. Yeah, just started weeping. <laughs> no one could tell, you know. <laughs> oh man, that's really impressive. Salty water on the flats. Salty water from my eyes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, added to the salt. Yeah. <laughs> so the next time you sprinkle a little salt on your 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 French fries. Maybe from my eye, uh, my tear ducts. So. Mm. Mm. Wow, I'm impressed. So yeah, um, I'm hoping that's the end of the whole vehicle crashing disaster thing. Um, I have a related garage door story, but it's not as exciting as your one. 
Um, I've tried to get a replacement garage door clicker twice and they still haven't given me one. I'm sorry about that. Uh, they gave me one that um, didn't work, so I took it back. Then they gave me another one and it was an old guy who said, I think this is the one, but hold on to your receipt. <laughs> which, did, which didn't instill a lot yeah, of confidence. You already feel inspired. And so, I, yeah, it was like the one where uh, that thing of like, I know this isn't going to work, but I have nowhere to prove it. So I have to go home, you know, drive for half an hour. And then try it. Or for the satellite settlement, try it, and it doesn't work. Then go <laughs> and like I got that. home, and I was like, this isn't going to work. And then I clicked the button, and nothing happened. And I was yeah. like, well, I'll use the old one there. <laughs> Why do you need another one? Is it broken? or <clears throat> It's just a bit old. Like, um, oh, it's on its way out. You're, yeah. you're preempting a disaster. We, we inherited a garage door clicker from the last people who I think kept it on a dashboard or something. So it's quite sort of sun-damaged yeah. and half-melted and warped. But um, I just got one from like AliExpress and just you just program <laughs> them with the old remote. Yeah, and that's, that's um, I think that's what I might resort to. Yeah, but um, they're, they're working really well actually. So we've both them. got really interesting stories this week. Yeah, you maybe. saved a guy, and I have to keep my receipt. And you saved your receipt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> glorious. Perfect. All right, that's a good intro. All right, um, shall we move on to my story and get this? more paranormal up in here i think we yeah i think that's what i find the first half of the show less paranormal hmm. second half of the show slightly more paranormal you, usually usually yeah um okay let's do this so this week i mean the last few weeks you've brought i mean the last forever you've brought ufo stories my it's kind of my go-to yeah <laughs> Um, I thought I'd do what I often do and try and counteract that with a ghost story. Nice. I like so that. So here we are. That's good. All right. Let me just start. It's a good place to start. A lot of ghostly phenomena is, although frightening to the witness, more often than not, actually rather harmless. Objects moving, lights flickering, bumps and noises, and even faint apparitions. All of this is, for the most part, fairly innocuous. However, at times there are alleged spirits or entities that are decidedly more vicious, and one of these can be supposedly be found residing in an old abandoned jail in the U.S. state of Georgia. Oh, this is good. I like I like this when it gets a when it's a it's a bit more fearsome. Yeah, it goes good. a bit sinister. It does. Yeah, cool. A building which itself has garnered a reputation as being ground zero for a wide range of high strangeness. Mm. Um, and then there's just an ad that says public records online. I'll not use this information to stalk anyone. Um, do you want to enter? <laughs> Which I don't. <laughs> I so don't. I'll scroll yep. past. Yep. Just skip over that one. One of the most haunted places in all of Georgia and indeed the entire United States is said to be the old Chatham County Jail in Savannah, located in the corner of Oglethorpe Avenue and Montgomery Street. The jail spent decades housing up to 300 inmates at a time and was even said to have its share of hangings during this time up until 1989, when Ton was four, when it was eventually <laughs> abandoned altogether in 2006, and going on to be made into an annual haunted house for Halloween, operated as a fundraiser for the Chatham County Youth Commission and Wounded Warrior Project. Big fan of that, uh, that trust, that charity. Big fans on the show of that. This is perhaps fitting. As although the inmates might be gone now, there are said to be some that still linger in one form or another. An ad for a world of tanks, fire for effect, do you fun. want to battle? 
Um, reported paranormal activity began to be reported. <laughs> Doubling up, but let's go. <laughs> not, not, not great journalism there, but... Um... <laughs> reported paranormal activity began to be reported from the jail shortly after the inmates were moved and the building repurposed. Employees at the archives were persistently terrorized by disembodied footsteps, which sounds a lot more sinister than what it actually is when you think about it. Disembodied suggests like disfigured, like organs everywhere, but actually what <laughs> organs it everywhere, like, like the feet are slipping on yeah. organs. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> what it actually is is footsteps without a body. I'm thinking of that um, sort of that concrete room echoey noise when you hear that. The concrete jungle where dreams are made yeah. of. Click, click. Is that the one? Click, click. It's either a, uh, a clock or like a horse. <laughs> it's clip clop for a horse. Anyway, clippity clop. Clippity clop. <laughs> um. Where were we? The disemboweled uh, world footsteps. Tanks, I think. <laughs> as well as phantom shouting, banging on the walls. Phantom and shouting? Shouting. Phantom shouting. A phantom shout. I mean, you'd be relieved that <laughs> it wasn't be. a real shout. <laughs> oh, I think we've all suffered from a phantom shout. Mm. Run into the bathroom, have we look at the under wears, and you're like, that was a phantom shout. That was a phantom. It's like a ghost poo. <laughs> you know i've seen those like that was a big one in uh, fifth form computers people would would um for some reason ghost poo came up where you poo and then you look in the bowl there's nothing what <laughs> is that a real thing <laughs> i think it just depends on the way maybe like it, it sinks the water to the bottom. and heads to the top yeah. of the s-bend you bend s-bend s-bend yeah phantom poo phantom shot yeah mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> back out of the gutter <laughs> again guys caliber yeah episode as well as phantom content. shouting banging on the walls and the elevator doors opening and closing by themselves more violent activity was often reported as well such as unseen hands pushing shoving or hitting people while no one else was there these sorts of unexplained occurrences have continued right up to the present with visitors reporting similar anomalous happenings and a thick pervasive cloud of dread that seems to hang over everything Mm-mm. One haunted house worker even claimed that a 150-pound metal plate was forcefully hurled across a room by an unknown force, which was supposedly witnessed by several visitors. One... When it's M-A-J with a dot, is it Major? Uh, Major Russell Smith? I think so, yes. Or like mad, Majesty. Magic. <laughs> His one, Majesty one magician, Russell Smith. Rog- one yeah. magician, magician, Russell yeah. Smith. Russell Smith. It's either either Major Magician or His Majesty Russell yeah. Smith. HMS Russell Smith from the count from the Chatham County Sheriff's Office said of the place, "I worked here in '89 and '90, and it was kind of a weird place back then. I worked the midnight shift, and it was dark and kind of echoing. You would hear a door slam or hear some footprints in the stairwell. I think he means footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> some footprints." But there would be nobody there. It's definitely weird here. I guess your mind kind of plays tricks on you. So nothing too crazy from the guy himself. Just a little bit unnerving. Mm-hmm. In addition to the various ghostly phenomena at the old jail. Have you ever been to the old Melbourne jail? No, I, I haven't. I've been to the old Melbourne jail, which is like, you know, from when they first settled, from when white man first settled there. White man? Yeah, John Whiteman yeah. settled there. Um, it's terrifying. Uh. Like, uh, there's cells you can go in. Like, I went there at night. It was cool. 
Like it was really yeah. good. But there's cells you can go in. There's no power and stuff, obviously, in the cells. And you can go in and shut the door, and it's just pitch yeah. black. I guess more famously, we've been to Alcatraz as well. So. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Melbourne jail, though, I think because we caught it at the right time, it was like it just the spooked, sun yeah. just went down. Yeah. And there's a the 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 weird thing was they were, when I was there, they were getting ready for an event. Like there was some sort of like meet and greet thing that the jail now hosts like events, being like a historic place and a museum. And um, I remember looking at the big beam that has. Um, you know, it's just a big wooden beam with the hangman's noose over it from where they used to hang people. And the famous Ned Kelly, that's yep. where he was hanged. I don't know why you say hanged rather than hung. But anyway. He's well hung. Yeah. <laughs> and um and Probably because of that. As I'm looking at the um as I'm looking at this big beam with the hangman's noose and it's all dark and airy and there's like not many people around. It was me and my cousin. It's just this creepy feeling. Then you follow the noose down, um, right down to the to the ground floor because we we're up on the second floor there's kind of yeah two-story thing with a big central kind of like alcatraz walkways mm-hmm. but you follow this hangman's noose down and there's a little um uh <laughs> not little there's a a little chef with a chef hat cooking paella because they're having an event <laughs> there's a little, little like t- uh, bow tie and stuff like that it's really weird You're like, look at that cutie down there <laughs> yeah. it was really strange it was such a creepy place and people just meeting there to kind of eat flash food and and drink wine so take it wasn't like a three-year-old's birthday party or something no no, no. It was some corporate event ah, right. yeah and the because we kind of we went in after closing in before the event so they were just like i oh, just go in don't you know don't have to pay type thing nice yeah nice. it was quite cool i've been there two or three times um, worth a look if you're ever in Melbs. I, I, I put it on my Melbs uh, I-10 the mm. next time. There's, there's whole uh, tours you can do where they take you through like the courtrooms and there's little reenactments and things. But um, yeah, I just kind of did a free-for-all. They've got like the death masks. You know how they used yep. to do that when they'd hang someone? They were into phrenology, which is the study of a, a person's skull mm. to see if you could determine you know, motivations you, yeah. or character types. And so they used to take all these masks masks of the inmates and um try and determine whether you could tell by someone's shape of the head whether they're a baddie or not <laughs> but they've got heaps of them in the um in the actual cells that they are in so yeah quite fascinating cool. okay yeah. i digress um but you've just given us a fantastic tourism tip yeah yeah if you're ever in melbs yeah old <clears throat> tourism victoria over here <laughs> Uh, tour of the mcg is really good as well the melbourne cricket actually done that yeah yeah the do you go to the sports museum underneath absolutely yeah really good isn't it yeah while you're in melbourne checking out the jail go to the mcg (laughs) dfos good shopping down at the dfos south wharf yeah get grab yourself a bargain there (laughs) you'd be foolish not to um in addition to the various ghostly phenomena at the old jail there are actual individual entities that have accrued a rather sinister reputation and one of these is widely regarded as being one of the most violent ghosts there is the apparition is said to be the spirit of one-time inmate by the name of carl isaacs who had quite the violent past isaacs had already been imprisoned once in maryland which i think they say maryland maryland yeah maryland And in uh, 1973, had escaped with two others. The group of cons then headed out towards Florida in a stolen car, after which they ran out of gas in a rural area of Georgia and decided decided to steal that too. 
they stole a rural area of Georgia. <laughs> well, I know from researching in other articles that they found an RV and decided to steal okay. that too, but it's just a typo in here. Um, while they were at it, uh, while they were... Da, 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 yeah. Um, so the mobile home caught Isaac's attention and he decided to rob the family uh, called the Old Days. Things would get a bit out of hand. Rather than just a simple robbery, it turned into a massacre in which five of the family men were shot dead and uh, Mary Alday was brutally gang killed and unceremoniously dumped in the woods. That escalated quickly. Very quickly. The grisly murders would shock the nation at the time and Isaacs was sentenced to death. As he tried to fight the courts with appeals, he was imprisoned at Chatham County Jail for decades before finally being put to death by lethal injection in May of 2003. He kind of had that coming, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's perhaps no surprise that Isaac's old cell is considered to be by far the most intensely haunted part of the jail. And it seems that this spirit means business. Or business, business. as I like to say. If one is lucky, they will merely be accosted by a purportedly incredibly oppressive wave of malevolence and dread that is said to be absolutely staggering. What a sentence. I got through it without stuttering. You did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on more, form today. Even so more I'm, impressive than the sentence structure itself. I'm, I'm still riding the high of the quiz now. Yeah, you and should be. Straight into pispronunciating my worms. <laughs> Even outside of the cell itself, visitors report that the tendrils of this intense, sinister energy can be felt reaching out. And it's said to the... Start again. I'll start the whole article again. I just started. Even outside the cell itself, visitors report that the tendrils of the intense, sinister energy can be felt reaching out. And it's said to be almost like a palpable sense of total vehemence and hatred. Vehemence? If one is less lucky, they may be pushed, clawed, punched bitten or have their hair pulled by the unseen entity wow and it seems these attacks cranky old boy, right? yeah right and it seems these attacks really stop unless the victim can get out of the cell indeed so evil and malicious is this is this entity and the dread that exudes that even hardened paranormal investigators are terrified of that cell Chatham County Jail has become a haven for various paranormal investigators who claim the building has some of the most active electronic voice phenomena and other readings they have ever seen. One such investigator, Ryan Dunn, RIP, different Ryan Dunn, but Ah. RIP, Ryan Dunn anyway, of the Savannah Ghost Research Society has taken a team there overnight and claims it's by far one of the most haunted places in Georgia. During their stay, they recorded numerous audio recordings with over 50 anomalous audio recordings made with disembodied voices saying their names telling the team to go away and one saying look at me ache right another saying bleep hey where you guys at (laughs) was that an alarm what (laughs) (laughs) it feels like someone got lost right (laughs) it's like fuck where you guys at (laughs) is is that an alarm guys 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 I'm going to go wait in the car. <laughs> it's like, I think that's the sound engineer. <laughs> as well as images and thermal imaging of a shadowy figure crouching and skulking about the corridors and cells, Dunn would say of the spooky ev- investigation, 
We came in with a lot of equipment and pretty much investigated the place. We caught a lot with audio. We did capture a couple of cam a couple with thermal imaging and thermal cameras. We caught on thermal camera the shadowy figure that was walking back and forth in the halls. As if checking for a phantom shot. Corey actually got... <laughs> Corey actually got a photo of it on thermal, so we even saw it come. <laughs> Why does Corey get a name check? Who's <laughs> Corey? He's giving me the giggles for some reason. <laughs> Corey wasn't here before. Maybe he's the one that got lost. Maybe. Um, so Corey's the one who caught the phantom shot on tape. <laughs> yeah. Or did Corey? Corey seems like a real dick. Yeah. No, I hope he got a real shot. <laughs> <laughs> So we even saw it come to one of the cells, crouch down, stand up, and walk right back out. So that was a little unsettling. Walk right in. <laughs> crouch right down. <laughs> Go on. I would say it's the most haunted place in Savannah. It's kind of hard to judge, but as far as hardcore evidence that we brought back from the investigations, we caught more audio files here than anything we've ever caught. So I'd definitely say it's a haunted place. In a prison, I was expecting to get a few things, but not all this. This was successful. The shadow figure on the thermal imaging surprised me. It was walking back and forth in the hallway. We could see the shadow. This is a this is a success. If people don't believe, I definitely recommend coming out and at least experiencing it for yourself. Considering the seething negative energy that must have amassed here during its days as a prison, the hangings that were said to have occurred here, and the notoriety of its most famous inmate, perhaps this is imbued. This has imbued this place with some unknown force. Is it possible that this sort of energy can imprint itself into a location to produce these phenomena? Or is this all just the mind playing tricks? Corey sure thinks so. Is any of the supposed evidence gathered by paranormal investigators at the jail compelling or can it all be explained away? It's hard to say. But one thing is certain that Chatham County Jail remains its reputation maintains its reputation as being an incredibly haunted place and is holding perhaps one of the most malignant ghosts around you can follow brent swanser who i assume wrote this because his name's at the end on twitter m underscore m japan mm. <laughs> go for it um yeah so that's my story very I found. good pretty um, cool right so surprise i mean Corey surprised me a bit Corey. he played a pivotal role in that Corey seemed a little madcap and haphazard to me yeah not the sort of person you want on a ghost haunting no um mission yeah i reckon there was a chance that cory's cory's disregard for um i guess paranormal protocol may have led to some sort of false readings there mm. needs to be reined right in he'd be <laughs> off my list for my next um ghost hunt down, down with cory yeah down with cory mm. fuck cory oh that's a bit harsh oh, i'm sorry maybe got a bit down with cory though yeah yeah okay down with cory <laughs> Um, right. Very this nice. Story. Very good. Shall we move on to oh, the yeah. final segment? I'm a big fan of this sort of uh, these these ghosts that don't play by their rules. <laughs> you know, well, they, they don't just linger quietly in the background. They're like, "Hey, I'm dead. I'm gonna make some noise. I'm yeah, gonna pull I'm gonna some hair. Pull some hair. Gonna scratch some people. Yeah, bite some flesh. Bite some flesh. Yeah. Press the flesh. Yep. Um. Yeah. yeah. Very good. It's um. Sorry to disappoint you, there's no aliens, flying saucers, abductions, men in black in this story. That's alright, I've got a feeling we're going to make up for that <laughs> in the next few weeks. Excellent. Okay, let's move on to the final segment of the show. This is the segment where we take the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained. 
um tony this week will flick to a random page i'll tell him when to stop and we'll read one of those random stories this is the segment called get me some strange okay uh music on flicking 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 stop stop i said <laughs> i lost i lost unflick unflicked to here this is where we were actually <laughs> okay um ooh. <laughs> i can see our uh, monsters okay um okay what have we got here you said that like it was a children's novel like oh you guys want to see some monsters <laughs> oh father gregory Busey. gary yeah g Busey. <laughs> uh let's let's go with unshakable in his faith yeah father g Busey entertained no doubts about his sighting of a creature in loch ness on october 14 1971 okay says so religious he's already kind of seeing weird paranormal things that are questionable so mm-hmm. not sure how much clout this guy has but again you know we'll, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt shall we I will benefit him with my doubt. Well done. Hmm. Not sure, not sure about that. I benefited him with my doubt. <laughs> he and a visitor in the face. Oh, this is, this is very nice, actually. Picture this. I want you to all sort of get this in your head here. He and a visitor were enjoying the view of the serene lock from mm. the grounds of the Benedictine Abbey at Fort Augustus, when both were startled by the sudden, violent agitation of its waters. About 300 yards away, a great beast loomed before them, rearing its head as much as seven feet above the water, and then it swam idly away. (laughs) Quite quaint. The two men, hardly believing their eyes, stood watching it for about 20 seconds before the creature submerged. The monster had been seen by many monks at the abbey, but monks never, but monks <laughs> the tv show monk <laughs> many monks hit the abbey but never before by father gregory hmm. we felt a sort of awe and amazement he related the german monk in fact my friend said if i hadn't been with him he'd possibly have run the english monk why why are you running from a, a sea monster that's weird yeah can't get it anyway you're making the assumption that it's not an amphibious monster and the lock's not a sea don't sound ignorant all right okay a lake monster sorry (laughs) in fact my friend said if i hadn't been with him he'd probably have run like got with him but not from a sense of personal danger rather from a sense of the inexplicable which is weird coming from a priest (laughs) It gave us a feeling of something from another world. At the end. That's the end. Excellent. Father Busey. Anything else to add to this episode? Um, let's do a Wyatt check. <laughs> no Wyatts? Uh, all clear. All quiet on the Wyatt front. All quiet on the Wyatt front. He obviously does not want a Nissan wing road. Maybe he's still smarting from my time punch. He might be, yes. Mm. Hopefully he is. Hmm. Um, but then again, it's only early. He might turn up at like 11 o'clock on a yeah, test drive. That is after 6. Yeah. After 6.30. <laughs> be quite liberal with that interpretation. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Um, if there's nothing else to add, um, 
stay away from children's birthday cake and be cautious of being near balloons that pop yep and um, bags of breath yeah again just stay careful on those roads folks i want you all be back here alive next week beautiful beautifully said yeah on that note we'll call that another episode of lights in the sky podcast catch you next week toodaloo